0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's update, Pastor J.D. will point out how the drastic and unprecedented measures that have been taken in response to COVID-19, coupled with the technology that already exists in our world, have almost perfectly set the stage for the implementation of the identification technology described in End Times Prophecy. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 3rd, 2020.
1: This is what I really want to focus on. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. And verse 10, with all unrighteous deception, deception among those who perish. Why? Because. They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, verse 11, and this is a tough one, (laughs) pretty strong. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe, notice, the lie. Wait. Stop right there. The lie, not a lie, the lie. Yeah. Hmm. Who's the truth? Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father except through Me. Jesus is the truth, Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it stand to reason that if Jesus Christ is the truth, that the Antichrist is the lie? Maybe you're having difficulty with this notion that God would Himself send them this strong delusion, this ensuing deception that is so powerful, so strong, that they actually fall for it and believe it. And verse 12, it gets worse. They all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So let's answer our question from this passage, this prophecy here in God's Word. What's this really about? Well, I would submit that this is about the rapture of the church, which is sooner than any of us could possibly imagine, because, here's why, we're already seeing this deception, this delusion, this strong delusion and things aren't making sense. Things aren't adding up. Something's not quite right here. Doesn't, doesn't pass the smell test, if you prefer. And, and isn't it interesting, verse 7, that already lawlessness is at work. Some of your translations render that word iniquity. That's yes, fine. <laughs> The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. You know, right now, and it's going to get worse. Mark my words. There is a great conflict coming. On one side of the conflict you have those, Christian or not, who are going to say, don't open up. We don't want people to die. Because you see, fear is so powerful. You can control the masses with fear. I was in the store this last week. And people are I mean, I'm starting to take it personal. I don't know about, about you. You probably are doing the same thing, but you know, like when my wife and I and our daughter and we take our dog for a walk to the beach and and so we're walking, and of course everybody's out, because that's where else are they gonna be. And so we're we're walking and somebody's coming in the opposite direction. They see us coming and they're like, they avoid us like the plague, you might say. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So you got one side of this conflict saying, no, don't open up. We don't want people to die. Then you have other people on the other side of that argument saying, Uh, we're going to die if you don't open up. And then you got this other side saying, yeah, well you care more about the economy than you do about people's lives. We've had this discussion here amongst us, off camera, off the record. (laughs) And the question is, let's say that we get the green light And Hawai'i says, okay, churches can gather again. What's that going to look like? What's that going to be like? Are we going to be required to wear masks? Are we going to be required to uh, be six feet apart? How about this? Will we have to show some sort of proof that we don't have this coronavirus? And if so, what does that proof look like? You know, it's interesting when I'm doing my research, almost invariably, without exception, an ad pops up on the article that I'm reading for one of these forehead temperature readers. I mean, I ain't going to buy one of those. <laughs> and they got pictures of, of uh, people using these It takes your temperature to see if you have a fever and they scan your forehead. Are you kidding me? It worked. It worked. Not present tense, not even so much future tense. I'm talking past tense. It already worked. Lawlessness is already at work. I was uh, commenting prior to the uh, live stream about how that if I were the devil... (laughs) And I'm not. I know. Anyway, Paul Harvey, if I were the devil, I'd love that. But if I were the devil, and I wanted to possess this Antichrist figure to control the entire world, this would be the perfect way. And, dare I add, the perfect time. You know, I... I listened to other teachers, just listened to one this morning on the way here. I had never heard this teacher before, Baptist Church on the mainland. Good teaching, really good teaching. And with all due respect, I I just can't quite acquiesce to this notion that, yeah, maybe not yet, not this, maybe the next time around, maybe this is just a dress rehearsal, a test run. And I, maybe it is, but, and please hear me out, it doesn't seem logical that at this time you've got your foot on the neck of the entire world, and you've got control that you've never before had, and the world is already living in total fear, which is not from the Lord, by the way. It is a spirit of fear. It is a demonic spirit of fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but that spirit, that demonic spirit of fear controls the masses. Everybody's afraid to go out. Everybody's afraid to to get close to anybody. Who was it? More than one has been quoted as saying, we should probably never shake hands again. Really? You know, heretofore, this has been for the most part voluntary on the part of, I'll, I'll just speak for America. I think there was a protest on Friday at the state capitol here in Honolulu. uh, Not that many people. I guess there were protests on both sides. Some were protesting, open up. Some were protesting, don't open up. Be safe. Save lives. Again, I think it's going to (laughs) get, it's going to get worse. But I was just thinking to myself that (laughs) people are not going to ever hug or shake hands or Be next to somebody? Oh, they might eventually down the road when there's some sort of proof that they don't have a virus, COVID-19, and they can prove it. I'm not going to go into that. We've already talked in depth at length about the significance prophetically of that and how the technology is exactly what we were told it would be in Revelation chapter 13. One, one more thought, and we'll bring it in for a, a close. Uh, I read an article a number of years ago, and it was so interesting. I never thought of it like this before. So we have these prophecies in the Bible that describe technology that will be available at the time in order to, well, let's just take Revelation 13, for example. There has to be technology in place in order for Revelation 13 to take place. And that technology has to be able to track everyone through this mark on their forehand or forehead in order to have basic access to goods and services. There has to be technology in place that can actually, the bandwidth, if you will, to actually facilitate that. And that technology exists. But the article was, was this. And this is what was so fascinating. The Bible does not describe technology beyond that. Stay with me. In other words, Nowhere in Scripture is there any indication that we're going to other planets, or that there's this, you know, other, other than AI, artificial intelligence, which by the way, the image of the beast, that's a whole other topic for another time. But the technology that is described in the Bible already exists today. And as rapidly as technology has advanced, it would not stand to reason that if technology continued to advance, it would exceed the technology that is described in the Bible. In other words, we already have the technology. Look what's happened in just the last five years in terms of advances in technology. I would argue that in five years from now, the advance in technology would exceed the technology that is described in Bible prophecy. The technology that we have described for us in God's Word is the technology that exists today. Not five years from today, that would exceed the technology that is described in the Bible. So I know I said already one last thing, so this is the last, last thing, and (laughs) we'll bring it in. close, and I appreciate your patience. We're almost done. If we're right now being told that there's, quote unquote, a second wave inevitable, and they're racing to come up with a traceable vaccine, And their timetable, not ours, their timetable is best case scenario, 12 months. Worst case scenario, maybe a year and a half, 18 months. And we're told that this all happens and will find its ultimate fulfillment during the seven year tribulation. And we're already seeing it move very quickly in that direction now. And the rapture has to happen. Again, I, you'll forgive me for saying it again, but if there was ever a time to be, you can't be wishy-washy about the pre-tribulation rapture. If you are, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. If you're wishy-washy about it, you know what, what settles me, <laughs> what, what keeps me sane, especially now, <laughs> with what's going on in the world, is knowing that it is a fact, not a theory. It is a truth, a sound doctrine that the church has to be raptured before the seven year tribulation. You know what that means? I don't have to worry about when they come out with this vaccine and say, hey, 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 hey. have I got a deal for you. You want to go back out, go back to work, go back to your life, buy, sell? Go here to and fro. You need to have this for, I'm not going to be here. That will never be a decision that I will have to make. Well, how can you be so sure? That's what the sure word of prophecy is. It's not cunningly devised fables. It's of no man. This is the more sure word of prophecy, Peter says. And that settles me, that settles it for me. I'm not worried about this, I'm not going to get wiped out, I'm going to get taken out. And that's the good news, that's the blessed hope, that's Titus 2.13, that blessed hope. See we know that we're going to be taken out prior to the revelation of the Antichrist and this powerful delusion and deception that's already working at work and has worked. So you know what's next? If you're a Christian, a born again Christian, born again of the Spirit of God, what happens next is the rapture. If you're not, then will you just give me like, okay, three minutes, three more minutes, Because if you're not, then you will enter in and go through the seven year tribulation and it will be unspeakable horror. And what I want to share with you is how that you today can make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. And you too can have that blessed hope That soon and very soon the trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up to meet the Lord in the air before all hell literally breaks loose. And that's the good news. It's the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. The gospel is this, that Jesus came to this earth. He was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the good news. For the last couple of years now, more than two years, we've been doing these ABCs of salvation, and every week, and I'm going to continue to do them until, well, I guess it's coming one week where I will not do the ABC's of salvation. And that's because I won't need to. And that's because I won't be here. So, but before we do the ABC's, I want to share with you one of the reasons why we do this and we will continue to do this. This is a comment that was posted on our YouTube channel last week by a Dan Warnock. He says, Pastor J.D., Through your ABCs of salvation, I was saved back in October, and tomorrow I am being baptized. Thank you so much. Praise God. What are the ABCs of salvation? A simple childlike explanation of how to be saved. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, that you need the Savior, Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all been born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 This is again where it's the bad news first, and it's bad, and then the good news. The the bad news readies you and steadies you for the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is that the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. All have sinned, and now the penalty for that sin, the wages of that sin, is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans ten nine and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And lastly, the C is for call upon the name of, of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 goes on to say, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13, this is what seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's our only hope. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in the Savior of this world. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for telling us in your word what the world would look like at the time of the end. Thank you, Lord, for telling us before it happened so that when we begin to see it happen, that non-believers would believe and believers would look up and lift up their heads knowing their redemption draws nigh. Lord, I want to ask for anyone who's watching this that's really hurting and struggling and discouraged, even giving way to despair, that you would Restore them and encourage them and strengthen their hearts. Renew their hope. Not in what's coming, but in who's coming. That You would renew their hope in You, Jesus. You're our only hope. Lord, for anyone who have never called upon You, confessing with their mouth, believing in their heart, acknowledging their sin, their need for You, Trusting in you, Lord, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. Lord, thank you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor JD has created these Mid-East Bible Prophecy Updates. The MidEast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these MidEast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for in Spirit and Truth" in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.